the importance of Christian hospitality, or what I like to call, why you should probably buy a bigger table. Pastor Brito recently said, and I paraphrase, that people should experience the love of Christ and the Spirit of God in the manner in which we sing, dance, and feast. He's right. If you've spent any time in our home, two things should be obvious. There's a big table. There are always people here, some who are related to us and some who are not, and there's always a lot of food. And also, it's really hard to make it the 20 feet from our kitchen to the front door. Sometimes this journey can take at least 45 minutes as we do what some of our friends and church congregants call the Midwest goodbye. Lots of food, lots of people, and long goodbyes are staples at the Casa de Thais. One of the things that I have noticed about healthy church communities is that they do life together. They do it not through life groups or other programmatic means, but instead in each other's homes, eating, drinking, singing, praying, studying, laughing. They spend time at each other's tables. Think about the table, the dinner table, how important it is. Where do some of the most important conversations in your life take place? At a dinner table or a table with food, a, a big business deal, usually there's some type of a meal or a dinner or a lunch involved, a big celebration, food and a table. Something tragic happens, people will gather over food. Food is a staple of life. Thank God that our amazing God made it taste good. He could have made it taste like nothing. But there's so much more than just the physical sustenance aspect of food, isn't it? It's a way for us to come together and be in a community by sharing something that we all must do or we will die. One of the things that we felt was sorely missing from other places that I had pastored at or other communities that we had been in was the breaking of bread regularly with the people that I cared for and with the pastors that I pastored with. Uh, people got hung up on signups and RSVPs and all of these silly logistics. But see, here's the reality. You don't need any of that, RSVPs and signups, to be hospitable. You just need to be willing to do it. In fact, I'd argue it's an imperative that you do it. Now, you might be saying, that's easy for you. You guys are extroverts and you do this every single week. So it must just come easy. Sure, interacting with people can be easier if you're wired to want to interact with a lot of people. But did you know? Did you know that, that you can actually do things that you're not particularly comfortable with or not particularly good at by following this one simple life hack? Are you ready? Here it is. You just have to practice and do it. Maybe Nike was right. Just do it. I didn't even know how to cook until four years ago. That's no joke. And now the pastor's pit is ripping out some incredible barbecue. Practice and doing. These are things that you just have to go do. Practice and do. When we first started the outpost, we would get prepared hours in advance. Now that timeline is much shorter. We once had a very short notice need to feed over 70 people after a funeral. And we did it because there's always burgers and hot dogs in the chest freezers. And those can go a long way to feed an army of Christian soldiers. And then you tell the soldiers what you need. Somebody get some beer. Somebody get some ice. Somebody get some buns. Somebody grab some veggies. And the next thing you know, 70 people are being filled with the grace of God and feeding their bellies. Filling their souls and feeding their bellies. That is Christian hospitality. Earlier this week, someone asked me if we spent all day Sundays cleaning up from Saturday's outpost, and I laughed. 
We're cleaned up about an hour after everybody leaves, thanks to the tireless work of my wife and my children. And then we're back to normal. You see, we've built a culture of hospitality here that now we get pop-ins from folks and congregants who want to just come say hi because they know that our home is always open to guests. Yeah, all of this is good, you may think, and all of this is right. But why should I do it? Well, because it's one of the signs of a Christian. We are a people who are called to be in community with one another. We are a body made up of many members. We are a body that is to be at peace with one another. And we do that by living our lives together. 1 Peter 4 verses 8 through 9. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. We're to love one another because love will cover a multitude of sins. That means we are to share our meals. We are to do our lives with each other other and we're to do it without grumbling <laughs> without grumbling we are to come together in joy the opposite of grumbling when we share life together you should recognize these words from our weekly li- uh, communion liturgy first corinthians eleven twenty three through 26 for i received from the lord that which i also deliver to you that the lord jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in the remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, as often a remembrance of Christ every time we come to the table, let, let's not miss the beautiful imagery of our good and loving God inviting us to his table each and every week. Jesus invites you to a meal, one of remembrance of what Christ did for us, his finished work on the cross, but one of feasting because the Lord wants to dine with you, to share fellowship at a table with you. And so we are supposed to do the same. We are supposed to do the same with the people that we share life with. We all know there's power in meals, but I think it goes deeper. You see, we at Christ Church speak often about living all of Christ for all of life. We know the truths of the Bible, and we are doing our best to live them out. We know that God's path is the right path, and what a better place to experience that in the homes of believers. You see, the home, a microcosm of the temple, it is a, a place where marriage exists, a marriage which is a symbol of Christ's relationship to his bride, the church. The home is the best place to experience the Christian life. Being hospitable allows others to see the fruits of the Spirit that exist in Christians who are following the path that Christ has laid in front of them. The joy that families have in Christ. When you have a lot of people coming and going from your home, they get to see all of this and all of the real parts of your life. And that's so important because your life isn't perfect. It's real. And it's redeemed. See, it's why it was so frustrating not to do life with other pastors that I directly ministered with before Christ Church was formed. I just wouldn't do it. And I, I found that weird. Like, that's not how Christian communities are supposed to function. Your pastor should want to invite you to his home so that you can see how he leads his family. So that you can see the fruits of his faith. The home is the best place to experience the real Christian life. 
And also, it's a requirement for the password. Look what Paul says in Titus 1, 5 through 9. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of dispensation or insubordination. For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable." a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. The leaders of Christ's church must all be hospitable so that they can teach the church to be hospitable. One of the biggest blessings I've had is to spend time in the homes of other pastors in our greater church network, to do life with them, what I had been desiring to do when we were at churches that weren't living all of Christ for all of life. I go to these pastors' homes and I break bread at their table. They come here and break bread at ours. We raise a glass of good wine or good scotch to the glory of God. And I see the fruits of their lives in front of my eyes. We sing this song at the end of Outpost called, Come Men of Christ Be Strong. The lyrics say, come men of Christ, be strong, stand firm and hold your ground. Take courage, though the battle's long, the victor has been crowned. Advance the cause of Christ once more unto the breach. Make sharp your swords and join the fight for triumph is in reach. Come men of Christ, enjoy. God's given all that's fair. The things of earth are for your joy, received with thankful prayer. Take heart, glad man, have cheer. Let loud your laughter ring. And live as rowdy cavaliers for covenant and king. Come join the bridegroom's feast, the table's set to dine, filled full with ale and fatty meats and rich with bread and wine. Lift up your glasses high and toast no king but Christ, then eat your fill and fix your eyes on him, our sacrifice. Sing, men of Christ, sing loud, our banner is the Lord. First in, last out, and laughing loud, we work for our reward. One day we'll hear well done, and all our striving cease. But till our lifelong races run, we'll fight and laugh and feast. It is incredible. The things of earth, family, are for your joy to be received in thankful prayer. And the best place to show that is in your home. Our greater culture hates hospitality. In fact, during COVID, Stan, it gave people an excuse and a reason not to have to spend time with each other. You know, gotta stay six feet away because safety. Homes have turned into these places of privacy instead of community centers for Christian living. Nothing proves this more than the location of the living room in most modern homes. Most modern homes put the living area, the family room, in the back. It's supposed to be more privacy, away from the street, whereas older homes like ours put it right in the front. The, the windows to my home look right into my living room. That way, if you're walking by, you can look in and see what we're doing and stop by and say hello. See, hospitality allows people to see how you worship God. Abraham, three days after his circumcision, greeting the strangers, running to them. Genesis 18, 2 through 11. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. 
They said, do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man as he happened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Look how Abraham glorified God in the manner in which he extended hospitality to the stranger. How you extend hospitality as a Christian shows how you worship the Lord. Your home and your hospitality is a place where incredible ministry can happen. Over a meal with good food and good drink, people open up and they share their life and you can share your life and everyone can see the glory of God. We love inviting people to the outpost before they come to visit church so they can see this vibrant community in action. I'll close here with the story of the Philippian jailer in Acts, Acts 16, 25 through 34. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing that prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do not do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and they rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. He, he, he comes to faith. And what does he do? He offers hospitality immediately. He invites Paul and Silas to his home to break bread, to rejoice at the table. Hospitality is a great gift that Christians can give to the world, a world that is lonely and depressed. It is a place where people can taste and see that the Lord is good, where they can experience your faith lived out. So don't delay. Open your doors, especially if it's something you're not as comfortable with doing. The results will be incredible, I promise. Uh, tyrants always want to destroy communities because communities have power. Just stand six feet away from each other. So defy tyrants and fill your home with vibrancy and hospitality and fight and laugh and most certainly, most certainly feast and do it in all that you do. The Lord has provided you all with incredible blessings and these are blessings that are to be shared. I pray that your table is always large and full and your goodbyes take forever. Amen.